Should the Arizona Cardinals steer clear of Jalen Carter after the news that came out today? You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Your daily home for Arizona Cardinals content. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Interesting news. Scary. Unsettling. Ongoing. Jalen Carter, a report came out the defensive tackle out of Georgia that there are now conflicting reports as to where he was during a fatal crash scene on January 15th. And, you know, there are stories that come out every draft, a not so great storyline about, sometimes a top player, top prospect in that year's draft. And I implore you not to think about it just like that because somebody did lose their life that night on January 15th. And initially, Jalen Carter said that he was nearly a mile away when a Georgia teammate and football staff member died in a car crash. I'm reading the exact tweet from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Uh, that they tweeted out this morning. Now his presence at the scene on January 15th and his shifting accounts alter the police narrative that it was a single car crash. And then there was a report out that I'm going to read this again verbatim that is talking about the investigation. Quote, as a result of the ongoing investigation into the January 15th, 2023 fatal crash that occurred in the 900 block of uh, Barnett Shoals Road, the athens Clark County Police Department has secured arrest warrants for Jalen Carter, 21, for reckless driving and racing. So, this news came out as he was supposed to go to the podium to talk to media members at the Combine. He did not do that. It came out, I mean, within a couple hours, if not more, you know, closely to his time to talk at the podium. And because this is a football podcast, I will be talking specifically about the ramifications for the Arizona Cardinals. This is not taking away uh, the horrific loss of life that night on January 15th. But I'm pivoting to the question, should the Cardinals avoid Jalen Carter at three overall? Now, there's a couple factors here. One, was he the guy that they were going to draft a three overall anyways? Is it going to be Will Anderson if they don't trade down? Does it just make their job easier? If the Cardinals have the option of Will Anderson or Jalen Carter in three overall and they don't trade down, that's the conversation that we're having right now. Should they shy away? And I think that, again, in a full football-only sense, This, the fact that Jalen Carter may drop, may 
benefit the Cardinals in the fact that they could get more for their pick if they were to trade down because it takes away potentially a top one percenter non-quarterback draft prospect in 2023. I'm not saying that to be incentive whatsoever. I'm again, I'm looking just at football here. But the interesting time comes when Chicago drafts Will Anderson number one overall. Like, if that happens, you could look at it one of two ways. It's an automatic trade down for the Cardinals because they didn't get their guy that they wanted at three. And if Jalen Carter has this issue, and again, this is an ongoing investigation. I don't know. We don't know what the outcome will be. Maybe, you know, and, and, and there was another report out that said that both of the, um, both of the warrants out were for misdemeanors. But it, it's more of a cut and dry like, is this something you want to associate your organization with? And it's un- like, say it comes out and it, it, he didn't do anything wrong. You feel bad for him that this got brought up, you know, the day that he was supposed to go talk on the podium to media members. But in the grand scheme of the Arizona Cardinals, if he's now out, if he's now off their draft board, Does that make their job easier to draft at three? If Will Anderson's there, they'll take him. Okay, fine. I still think they should trade down once, if not twice. I know that Will Anderson's transcendent, but this isn't what this podcast is about. We can talk plenty about that between now and draft day. There's a lot that's going to happen that could make me change my mind with free agency and how they want to form this roster before the draft. So it's a TBD. But if Will Anderson goes number one overall, and you're looking at Jalen Carter at three. Is it an automatic pass now because of what's going on? And again, we have a couple months till the draft, you know, like almost two months until the draft. So this will probably be, there will be a resolution or a final decision made on his, you know, tie to what happened. In, in penalty or punishment or not after. So there's going to be a lot. This came out just today. So this is kind of like an existential conversation. Like what would the Cardinals do now, even though, you know, we're about two months away from the draft. So it's just interesting to think like, would this be in and of itself enough to just erase him from the Cardinals' big board. I think it should be at three. If Will Anderson goes one, and the Cardinals will probably trade down in that case, but, like, if Will Anderson goes one, and there are still three, if not four, quarterbacks that are going to be highly coveted in the top seven, but Jalen Carter's there at three, that's when it's going to get interesting. And interesting in just a football sense, not like a, oh, a young man, you know, there was a fatal crash in January. Jalen Carter may or may not have been closer to the scene than originally reported, or he originally said to the police, let's see what the reward is for the Cardinals. Not even close. Not even close. But it needs to be discussed because he was a target for the Cardinals. So if Will Anderson's there, gets taken one overall, and the Cardinals are looking at Jalen Carter at three, What do they do? That's just a conversation that I felt needed to be had at least very, very 
surface level and preliminarily right now. We're going to talk about that, you know, so much more uh, between now and, you know, I'm sorry, I'm just thinking like, what, how is this going to directly affect the Cardinals? This is not going to be fun to discuss, but (laughs) there was a report out and now it is official. The NFLPA has put out its first ever NFL player team report cards. Where do the Cardinals stack up? It ain't good. Let's just put it that way. You know, there is something that is good. And that's FanDuel. That's what we call a transition there, baby. This episode of Lockdown Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA is here. And now is the perfect time to download download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks. That's bonus bets. If that's bonus bets back, if your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And there's Jalen Carter news. Again, very fresh, very new. Kind of stick and stay, see what happens. But it does throw a little wrinkle into the Cardinals' plans if they were looking at Jalen Carter a little bit higher than, than maybe Will Anderson. We really don't know. It's very, very early in the process, even though we've never been closer. It's still very early. A lot can happen. Uh, one way or another. Tom Pelissero reported this. Uh, the NFLPA has come out with a uh, a report card. Okay, based on surveying, this is what Tom Pelissero tweeted: surveying roughly thirteen hundred players, ranking. Uh, football facilities, staff, overall treatment of players, etc. There are eight categories. Hold on to your hats. Treatment of facilities, nutrition, weight room, strength staff, training room, training staff, and locker room. Graded like a term paper in high school. I'm going to talk about the, I'm going to discuss the grades first. And in the last segment, I'm going to talk about what needs to be fixed at the top. What needs to be triaged quickly? All of them is the answer, but like in level of importance, what needs to be rectified first, not only for the players, employees that work there now, but also if the Cardinals want to attract free agents, this is part of, of the Arizona Cardinals 2.0 journey where it's going to be sticky early on. A lot of things need to change. A lot of things are becoming more and more exposed, whether it was AQ Shipley on the Pat McAfee show talking about the facilities, etc. Now with this, I mean, this is insane. So again, categories, treatment of facilities, nutrition, weight room, strength staff, training room, training staff, and locker room. The Cardinals grade 
treatment of, oh, treatment of families. Sorry, not facilities. Treatment of families. I was looking at facilities for everything else. Treatment of families. F. Nutrition. F minus. Weight room. F minus. Strength staff. A minus. Training room. F minus. Training staff. B plus. Locker room. F. I say again, treatment of families, F. Nutrition, F minus. Weight room, F minus. Strength of staff, A minus. Training room, F minus. Training staff, B plus. Locker room, F. Oh boy, Oberto. This, when I said last week that we are in the rock bottom portion of the organization and that being a good thing because that's when change starts to happen, group this in with that. There are some things that are inexcusable as an owner of an organization. Sure, the weight room needs upgrading. Absolutely important. Nutrition, training room, absolutely. Treatment of families, F. That's inexcusable. That's like any boss of any company treating the significant others and family members of their employees poorly. Imagine that. Imagine thinking that's a great organization to work for. Imagine thinking you can recruit other people with your skill set to come work for that organization. Imagine having to shop that to a very talented individual. Could be McDonald's. It could be 7-Eleven. It could be some sort of healthcare firm. It doesn't matter. Imagine getting graded an F for how you treat families of employees. That is absolutely inexcusable. You can say what you want, and I deserve it sometimes going back and forth. You know, I, you know, I think a certain way about specific things, and I'm happy. I always love going back and forth on Twitter or elsewhere if for people to disagree, having a fun conversation, because this is what it's all about. But I feel like you and I are on the same page here that is indefensible to get graded like that as it pertains to something as important as the inclusion of family members of employees. The holier than thou thing has kind of been a, it's been a portion of the elixir that people would make up of Michael Bidwell. Absentee at times, and then way too, uh, Way, way too much infused into the day-to-day watching film. No owner should be watching film. But to stand back and have people from the NFLPA, from your employees, grade how you treat families an F, that's the biggest signifier 
of a fractured environment and dysfunctionality that there is out there. And that is a huge testament to the dysfunction and can't get out of your own way experiences that the Arizona Cardinals organization have found themselves in. Unfortunately, it's not like a huge surprise. That's maybe not giving the Cardinals enough credit. Like, you know, oh yeah, figured. No, that's, you know, none of us have played for the Arizona Cardinals. But it's just kind of just another, another needle of, man, this organization has a lot of work to do. What are the most important things? I think I teased for the last six minutes what the most important thing to fix is. But out of the other ones where the Cardinals graded poorly, where else do improvements need to be made immediately? I'll give you my thoughts next. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, Alex Clancy. Please like and subscribe, turn on the notifications, YouTube. I'm trying to get to 3,000 subscribers by the start of the 2023 season. We are just going to be jam-packed from now until then. So many storylines, positive, negative, everything in between. It's going to be a hell of a ride because we truly don't know what the next steps for the Arizona Cardinals are going to look like with the new regime, new front office, etc. One thing it needs to start with is treating the employees' families better. That's first. And the things that the Cardinals are lacking the most, the Fs that they were graded f's and f's minuses all combined treatment of families nutrition weight room training room locker room okay treatment of families obviously first above all else you need to remember michael bidwell and your cabinet that these employees are human beings treat them well i can't believe we were having to talk about this Like, now I'm starting to get upset at the idiocy that has to take place for the Cardinals to get graded an F in the treatment of families. I keep looking back and hoping that I'm misreading, that I forgot how to read for 15 minutes. So I'm looking at this wrong, but I'm not. And... Like, imagine trying to build an organization that that that's one of the integral part. Like, I'm not rendered speechless very often, but I'm having trouble finding the words right now to even articulate how it's possible that you could set up a situation where the treatment is so bad, number one. Okay, out out of the other ones, nutrition, weight room, training room, and locker room, what's the most important 
to attract free agents as well as, you know, rework and retool your image as an organization. I mean, it's got to start with the locker room, right? That's the brain. That's the clubhouse. That's the treehouse, you know, where everybody hangs out. That's where they're in. That That's where a lot of the, you know, I mean, camaraderie never, like that's the heartbeat is the locker room. Look at what Mark Cuban did. Didn't he put it in an Xbox and everybody's in a TV in everybody's locker? Like one of the first things he did when he took over his owner, like there are so many little things that show you care as a member of leadership. And something like that, I feel like is of immense importance. That's where some of the most important conversations happen. That's where comfort level should be at. A pre- I'm not saying, you know, have a mini Ferrari in everybody's locker. I've been in the locker room. Could definitely use some upgrades. So that's one. And then number two, like, sure, training room and weight room are really important. Okay. Weights are weights. New ones, old ones, they tend to do close to the same thing. I think nutrition is massive. It's just like in this day and age, have a state-of-the-art locker room, have a state-of-the-art nutrition plan, and treat your employees' families well. What the hell are we doing here? This is a huge, huge sore for the Arizona Cardinals that they're going to need to circumvent. And hopefully, Michael Bidwell is going to see this like, oh gosh, this is, yeah, okay. Working around the clock to figure out how to rectify this. Because yes, the play on the field is going to be a work in progress. There are holes that need to be fixed. They're in the adolescent phase wearing braces as a 13-year-old, okay? That is there. But at least have the decency to treat people well and have a facility that people feel welcomed in that's at least up to date in the 2020s. Give me a break. Alex Nancy, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.